Hello and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. And today on the show, we have all we have kind of a random assortment of topics. We do. It's a bit <laughs> but, of a smorgasbord. But I feel like we're extremely trendy this week. We are. We're going to be talking about Yanni and Laurel. And I still kind of have no idea what this is because I haven't heard it. We're not yet. random people. Yeah. But in fact, like the new dress. Remember the dress? Yeah, the some stripy saw, dress. Yeah, some yeah. people saw a blue dress and people saw a white and gold dress. Yeah. This is like that. Okay. Except with something you hear. Okay, we'll save it for the segment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Royal Wedding. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Royal Wedding. We also have um, wine and books editor Ben McPhee Sigurdsson back for the second edition of the Budget Wine of the Month Club. And toilets. Toilets. And toilets. That's toilets. How was your week, Jen? Your teeth look great. uh, Thanks. (laughs) So as some listeners may know, because I've talked about this before, I've been kind of going through the experience of adult orthodontia <laughs> so <laughs> that should be the title of your memoir adult orthodontia yeah um yeah it's interesting like when you're at the orthodontist as not a 30 something lady <laughs> and you're like there's a there's a keurig like a coffee machine yeah at the orthodontist and i was like who is this even for like you can't drink coffee if you have your invisalign trays in and then i realize it's for like people's parents waiting for <laughs> the parents dance. of the teens getting their braces put on um yeah. but i've been doing invisalign since 2012 oh long time or no not 2012 2016 <laughs> like that seems like a very long time <laughs> less long time um and it's because i have an overachieving overbite <laughs> so i'm 90 percent covered so basically when you put your molars together like yeah when you're just like smiling yeah. you should be able to see a bit of people's bottom teeth yeah, yeah. i you, just did it you yeah. can't see but i just you, did it yes you have a normal bite yes i do um <laughs> so overbite underbite is when obviously your underbite like when your lower teeth cover your upper like a teeth. bulldog yep and then there's something called a crossbite where you kind of get a mix of the two that sounds terrible yeah, it's a bit of a rough it's a rough <laughs> one so i have a really intense overbite so okay. basically what that means and because mine's 90 percent, you can't you, you used to not be able to see any of my teeth <laughs> my bottom teeth and my dentist was like do you get a lot of headaches and i get migraines but he's like yeah but you get like tension jaw headaches and i was he's like yeah you this overbite needs to be dealt with like would you consider orthodontics and I was thinking like metal right. bracket braces. So yeah, I was like, yeah. mm, I don't know about this. Um, he's like, well, you can do Invisalign. Invisalign will correct a bite. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but they have not done their job. No. Well, I have not been the world's most compliant patient. Like, I think I actually need Invisalign teen, which has a blue dot. That, <laughs> like, I think it, it either dissolves if you wear it and doesn't dissolve if you haven't been wearing them so that you can't like fake okay. out your orthodontist. Um, because I'm a child and apparently need like rules enforced. But it's hard because you can't eat with them in. So they're like the clear plastic trays for those and people, people know we're always eating. Exactly. Just constantly <laughs> eating. Um, so they're clear plastic trays that just slide over your teeth. Yeah. They give you a bit of a lisp at first, but then you kind of don't notice them. But you have to take them out every time you eat, which means you have to brush and floss every time you eat. Ugh. It's a lot. That's annoying. Especially if you're like traveling in Italy, which I was and like other things, right? So sure, just rub that one in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I became kind of a lackadaisical person with my Invisalign. Um, but I would wear them at night and would try to be uh, varying 
degrees of compliance. But anyway. To the um, end of the story. The, the end of the story. They're, my teeth are moving kind of slowly. So there's this new thing that I can try that involves drilling some holes and like a vibrating apparatus that I have to oh like hold God. in my mouth for five minutes a day. That sounds terrible. But I think I'm going to do it because apparently it results in like six months. Oh my God. Yeah. Which well, I appeals to me because I've been on my quote Invisalign journey as they call it for some time and I would luck. like it to be over. So yeah. Yeah. So I got to see pictures of my teeth and the progress. <laughs> which very exciting. I showed them to you. Yeah, they you were gross. Did. It was gross. Because they're teeth, but they are moving. Well, there you go. So, yeah, that was my week. How was your week? Uh, it was good. It was Mother's Day on Sunday, so we had some family stuff going on. Yes. And I took my mom to Shania because I reviewed that show and she yeah. had the best time. And then I took my mom to Odiseo earlier this week. Um, so basically, she, my mom was having a really great week. Patty living her best life. I know. She got all the presents, all the attention, so many free tickets to things. Just living it up. Just living it up. And as you can hear, I'm like slightly better. I'm not as diseased as I was last week. I'm I'm fighting my way through this horrible cold that's just like taking everyone down. Yeah, it's it, spring colds are also like a certain kind of hell too, especially yeah. on days where it's 30 above. But I'm feeling more energetic and ready to plow through the rest of this pod. Okay. Yanni and Laurel. Right. Okay. Is this a Reddit thing? Maybe. Okay. I first saw this on Twitter. Actually, I saw this first on Instagram in Mindy Kaling's Instagram stories. Okay. And she was texting with her friend BJ Novak about okay. it. Right. And it's this audio clip. Mm-hmm. Much like the dress that we mentioned at the top of the show. Yes. When some people hear it, they hear Yanni. Okay. But when some people hear it, they hear Laurel. Okay. That, which is crazy because Yanni and Laurel are not even a little alike. No. Are you a Yanni or are you a Laurel? I'm a Yanni. Okay. But, but, okay. So I did this with my dad and brother after I first, I was like, looked it up after I saw it in Mindy Haling's okay. stories. And I was like, and saw that it was kind of like blown up the internet. So this was like Tuesday night. And me and my dad were Yanni. And my brother was Laurel. Okay. And my husband was also Laurel. Okay. So it has something to do, and I, I think even people don't really fully know <laughs> how this works, no but it has understand. something to do with the frequency. Okay. So if you hear Yanni, you're more sensitive to higher frequency, but if you hear Laurel, you're more sensitive to lower frequencies. All right. But what's weird is that after like sustained, repeated Yanni, I could suddenly hear Laurel for a bit. And then you went back to Yanni? Correct. Okay. And I don't know if it was because I listened to the clip as hosted from a different site or what was going on. All right. I'm ready. But you haven't heard this. I haven't heard it. Like, we'll play it for the people. I feel very trendy right now. The people who are listening. Okay. Is it loud enough? I, th I think so. And okay. then and then you can tell us when you I'm leaning closer so I can hear it. Laurel. Laurel. <gasps> Laurel. It's 100% Laurel. No, it's Yanni. I do not hear Yanni even a little bit. That's Laurel. That's all. It's, it's Laurel. Yeah, it's Yanni to me. A hundred percent. Unbelievable. I was saying Yanni like the, uh, it's Yanni. Yanni. No, Laurel. I can't. One more time. There's not even an E in there. It's Laurel. <laughs> yeah, I hear Yanni. This, what? I know. Isn't that crazy? It is so distinctly Laurel. There, but I heard the Laurel. Can we change this to the Laurel and Yanni podcast? And Yanny. I feel like that's going to become like a cultural oh, 100%. thing. Oh, 100%. Like, like people are going to name yeah. their kids that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is crazy. 
I like, can't believe it. A hundred percent Laurel. And I thought I was very sensitive to high frequency. Yeah, no, it's Yanny all the way. Oh my gosh. I'm going to do it one more time. Okay. I'm, just, I'm obsessed with this, by the way. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. A hundred percent Laurel. <laughs> like a man going, Laurel, Laurel. <laughs> yeah, I heard that for a bit, but yeah. I don't know if I had heard like one that someone had changed the frequencies on or yeah. if like my ears were just no it's 100 percent laurel that's hilarious also can i just say that i am sweating like we are in <laughs> the free press office for the first time recording this podcast. we never record this podcast no and we're work. in an enclosed room and i am like moist <laughs> you're also probably feverish yeah no i think my fever's finally broke after i'm five comfortable days. okay i permanently have swamp pits so that just <laughs> it's, is it's very attractive and yet i insist on wearing like chambray shirts but yeah yanni and laurel so interesting that is r- so weird write to us because now i've played it for you on the yeah. podcast tell us what you are, are you a yanni or a laurel it's like the new yeah it is definitely the new the dress yeah you know what else is really trendy this week mm. royal wedding mm-hmm. speaking of dresses yeah I'm dying to know. Like, I, are you? I went from not caring about this whatsoever to being like a full-on royal watcher. to writing a 30-inch profile <laughs> preview of it for Friday's paper. I'm um, curious to see what she's gonna wear. Yeah, I me feel, too. I she's like already that. such a rule breaker. Totally. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe it won't be like fully sleeved and collared like Kate's was. I loved Kate's dress. I did. Though. I loved it too. But I feel like Megan's is gonna be a little bit more edgy. I think uh, I am just. It's a tough act to follow. I remember like audibly mm-hmm. gasping when. Kate Middleton's yeah, dress she was, was gorgeous. gorgeous. I was like, oh my god! And also, I just want to thank her again for bringing back sleeves and kind of ending the reign of the strapless wedding gown. Strapless sweetheart, yeah. Um, but that like it was a Alexander McQueen, stunning, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, <laughs> so I'm very curious. Yeah, but too. yeah, she is a rule breaker. I mean, this is also I think the reason why people care about this. I think there's a few reasons. One, it's Diana's baby son. Yeah. I think Diana fans care about that and it'll be emotional to see him get married. To she is an American biracial Catholic divorcee. Yeah. Which is like a pretty It's the bingo. Yeah. The royal family bingo (laughs) of bad things. It it was not that long ago that Princess Margaret She was told that she couldn't marry the love of her life. And interestingly, Princess Margaret, as Crown Watchers will know, that was the first televised royal wedding. Was it? Yes, in 1960. Oh, interesting. First televised royal wedding was Princess Margaret to the guy that she was allowed to marry, whose name I don't remember. Yeah, it's in the show. Even though he's seemed like (laughs) us. He seemed like a rebellious, sketchy dude as well. Yeah. But whatever. Um, So, yeah, it seems like they're... And I think it may have to do with uh, where Harry is in succession to the throne, too. Well, I'm sure there's a little bit of that. But also, like, really, how long can you cling those antiquated that's ideas like you have to modernize yeah. with the times at least a little bit even if you are the like royal family yeah the british monarchy you know like because harry's not 90 years old no. like he's a he's a modern young yeah. man so i don't understand why they would be so against that but again i don't understand like the deal with the protocol and the pomp and circumstance anyway it's so. it's confusing yeah some things that i learned from googling around yeah again my royal knowledge came from the crown Except I recently watched the other Bullen Girl. Have you seen that movie? No. Natalie Portman. No, I don't think Natalie Portman. As a yes, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's basically about the Boleyns and Anne Boleyn. Yeah, I know the story of Anne Boleyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth One's mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, Beheaded. Yes. But 
Henry VIII. I don't know why they didn't just call that movie Horny the Eighth because it was so ridiculous. So many wives. And like Eric Bana, like as if Henry VIII <laughs> looked like that. You no, know? he did not. Um, so yeah. So between the other Boleyn girl and the crown, that's where my royal knowledge came okay. from. So I actually learned a lot in the putting together of this preview. For sure. Um, one thing I learned was that, yeah, if you're not direct line to the throne, like William is, you don't have to invite a bunch of like boring politicians and dignitaries you can be much more like here's my friends and family yeah you can be much more selective with who yeah you yeah so like trudeau's aren't going trump's aren't going yeah like because they weren't invited yeah. like yeah um the other thing i learned too is that so you can only be a princess if you're a girl born into the royal family okay so she's gonna be a duchess yes because what yeah. happens is that the princes when they get married are often bestowed a dukedom yep so I did know that she will likely be some sort of duchess. They think of Sussex. Of Sussex. Because yeah. that one is currently, quote, vacant. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's kind I, of I much like my argument as to why Shaggy has the best music career. Yep. I think Harry has the best spot in the royal family. I agree. You have none of the responsibility of being the leader or like not a leader, but like the head of the royal yep. family. Um, you can do whatever you want. When he was a kid, he was like super, would say stupid stuff all the time and do stupid things. And everyone's like, oh, that's just yeah. Harry. He's just the younger sibling. Such as dress up as a Nazi I mean, for that's Halloween. the thing I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, specifically. But, and he still gets all of the notoriety that comes with the name of the family. Yeah. All the money, all the ability to do philanthropic things, all of the best parts without any of the bad parts. I mean, apart from the paparazzi stuff, but you can get over that. Yeah. It's, yeah, I agree. And yeah. also... Their kids will be, if they have them, will be lords and ladies, Love not it. princes and princesses, yeah. unless the queen says they can be. Because yeah. she actually made an exception for like Charlotte and Louis, because technically it's just the first kid that is. Oh, so it would just be yeah. George, right? But That's I think that changed one? with William and Harry because they're oh, both okay. princes. They're both prince, yeah. So yeah, so it's just kind of fun facts, fun facts, fun facts abound. And I just love a good wedding. And this is like the best kind of wedding because it's just so ridiculous. And you're also like in a wedding zone. I am in wedding planning mm-hmm. mode too. Not that my wedding is going to be anything <laughs> like the uh, Prince of England getting married. But but if you want to watch this prince thing. Prince of Wales, I guess yeah, it would be. Yes. Um, and they're not getting married at Westminster Abbey. Which no, they're also- getting married in... Windsor no yeah St. George's yeah, Chapel yeah, yeah um so yeah but if you want to watch this thing so the actual wedding will be at six o'clock central Winnipeg time Saturday on Saturday uh coverage starts way earlier than that I think most networks have it starting at like 3 a.m so we're if you're hardcore up. we're gonna, gonna be watching be we're gonna so that you guys don't have to wake up we're gonna wake up we're gonna go to Jen's house and we're gonna do a round table and we're gonna we're gonna do something we're going to discuss all the discuss details the wedding we're probably going to eat scones yes it's going to be it's going to be good it's going to be great so look out for that yeah another thing to look out for this summer is a really cool pilot project and this is where we talk about toilets i was wondering how you were going to transition between the royal wedding and toilets but that was good yeah i i felt like i felt yeah. like it was good yeah um so yeah so winds bridgman of the i believe uh, i don't remember what his architecture firm is called which is very bad because i read it a million times in randy turner's story we'll put it in the description we'll put it in the description but anyway he is just seems like the biggest champion of winnipeg right now and he has it's true he has come up with a public toilet that will move around downtown over the summer bright safety orange mm-hmm two porta potty stalls and it will be a public toilet 
which is something Winnipeg has not had in quite a while. Which boggles my mind. Uh, I know. But I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't. Because like, I know that they would just be vandalized and used for terrible things. But well, that's the thing. So our colleague Randy Turner wrote a giant story a couple weeks ago about this project mm-hmm. and kind of the broader implications of having public facilities. Because yeah. it's just point blank. It's a awful feeling when you have to go and have nowhere to go you know like just point blank that yeah. is a human rights yeah, issue absolutely 100 sure. um but winnipeg used to have comfort stations which is a victorian way of saying shitters <laughs> um and even then the then mayor of winnipeg at the time was like we should have had these forever ago like what a backwoods hole we live in. <laughs> like he was already so this is like 120 years yeah. ago yeah over time, of course, like starting in like probably 60s, 70s, 80s, it started, be- they became unkempt. They started becoming really like, it's where people did drugs, right? Yeah. And uh, so they just, instead of renovating them, they were shut down. Yeah. I don't remember when the last one was shut down. I think it was either the late 90s or the early 2000s. But the point is, it's been a long time. Um, so they're just trying to illustrate with this pilot project that is in conjunction with Silo Mission and the downtown biz whose cleanup crews are in charge of dealing with the dumpsters and other areas that people Mm -hmm. find as an alternative, because if you have to go, you're going to go. Right. Um, On this project, which also includes a social enterprise. So people like Siloam clients will actually be selling like coffee and water and other things at a little kiosk that's as part of this structure. Okay. Um, But I think it's an idea, like it's kind of a pop-up. And as we've talked about many times, Winnipeg loves a pop-up. We do love a pop-up. But I really hope it becomes permanent. I do too. I think that's something we need. Yeah. Like that is the hallmark of a progressive city to me. Well, when I was moving to New York, one of my friends who had lived there previously the first thing he did was give me a list of all the nicest public bathrooms in the entire island of manhattan and he's like when you gotta go you gotta go and you're gonna be a hundred blocks from your apartment and you do not want to be stuck without a bathroom yeah it's horrible it's horrible and like that's for someone who has a home and is able to use a bathroom exactly i should be able to use the bathroom whenever i need to i can't even imagine the stress of being without a home and with without a bathroom especially if you're a woman dealing with menstruation yeah or anything like any of the problems that come along with that like totally toilets are necessary yeah for everyone whether for you're everyone. someone who's dealing with homelessness or you're someone who has a small child who when they have to go you're going or even like a senior citizen or yeah. even me like or a regular person go, who drinks all eight glasses of water you're supposed to right. a day like you know like right. we've all been there so i'm really uh, and I was encouraged to see that that's happening here yes. because I think there's, I think we're, again, it's another example of the ways that we're moving away from this idea that Winnipeg is somehow not a progressive city. I think yeah. it's another really progressive idea. And as you know, as many people have pointed out, like the Jets whiteout parties are only kind of the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Like there's lots of things that happen downtown all the time, whether it's, you know, gatherings at the forks or the movies on memorial like those are all scenarios where you would need yeah that and i think also using the bathroom and what you're using it for are still probably one of the most taboo topics to talk about in public totally and that's why this stuff doesn't that's why this stuff doesn't get debated but like like the book says everybody poops like everybody needs a spot to do that and it just makes sense to me that if we are able to provide those and able to keep them to some sort of standard of cleanliness, we should. Christian Cassidy, who does the blog West End Dumplings, yes, um, has 
written about comfort stations extensively and um randy turner interviewed him for the story and his pro tip about the nicest public washroom yeah is union station oh really yes interesting and i know that actually because i've used them before they are beautiful they are clean there's security because it's union station right on main Mm -hmm. and little fact that randy slid into his story the expert way that he does the person who did the like renovations of union station wins bridgman what a winner maybe that's why his name is wins indeed so uh up next instead of doing our normal final segment we're gonna get ben in here and he's going to do budget wine of the month club uh which we started last month i love this segment i know it's my favorite segment so um just to refresh your memories we he is the wine and, and books editor and we have tasked tasked him tasked, hard word to tasked say, uh to pick a wine every month that is 15 around 15 dollars or less including tax including tax is important yes so um he's gonna be joining us for the next segment with a lovely rosé all right we're back this week with the budget wine of the month club with ben mcphee sigurdsson welcome back to the pod Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be back again. Um, what do you have for us today? I'm very excited. I'm excited about the color alone. Well, this bottle. you know, I've, uh, I've tried this one before. It's from, uh, well, uh, uh, c- probably a previous vintage. It's called Lola and it's from print or P- uh, it's called Lola and it's from Pelee Island in Ontario. So the southernmost region of Ontario. And uh, yeah, it's a slightly sparkling uh, pinkish kind of colored wine. Uh, it's you know, May long weekend, whatever, nice patio sipping weather, but also, you know, maybe you want to get up early and uh, have a little, little hit of something while you're watching the Royal wedding. No problem. A little, a uh, little snort of sparkling rosé. The no label one. is beautiful. I, I know, would, right? I would just like keep that on my counter. Yeah. It's fun. It's sort of pretty. It's, uh, you know, it's not going to, you know, change your worldview sort of thing. It's, it's not mind altering or whatever, <laughs> but it is fun. And sort of like the Royal wedding, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's fun and it's you know not super serious it's exactly like the royal wedding or except not um wait how much does this cost ben well it's regular 14.99 and until the end of the month it is on sale everywhere for 13.49 so okay so it makes it under the 15 dollar cap totally so when i saw that it was on sale until the end of the month i thought well this is a good chance to try it especially because you stipulated that it should try to be sort of 15 including tax which is which can be tricky, but you know, every once in a while you see something like this and it just pops up and you figure you might as well go for it. So why don't we just go for it? Let's try it. All right. I'll see if I can get the, uh, the crack of the screw cap on, on, on <laughs> tape. Uh, you did. That was successful. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a, a fizz there too. It is Charmat method. So it's a uh, bubbles injected into the tanks as they make them. It's a blend of, um, Vidal Blanc and Chamberson grapes, both of which are sort of not super popular, uh, you know, not your Cabernets and Chardonnays and stuff like that. But, uh, I, I have not heard of either. Vidal, so. Yeah. Vidal Blanc is a white grape. Chamberson, I believe is a red grape, which gives it the color. Um, and uh, it is going to have, a, it's about 12% alcohol, but it's still going to have a little bit of residual sugar to it. Like it's got 20 grams per liter, which doesn't mean anything to anyone except wine nerds, but, uh, which means it's going to be probably sort of off dry. It smells really sweet and it, the color is beautiful. Yeah, it is. A, it's a lovely sort of pinkish orange peachy kind of color. It looks like the underside of a flamingo. It's like that color. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, uh, yeah. You took the words right out of my yeah. mouth. That's what it reminds me of. 
Not that I think about the underside of flamingos. I try to think of it as little as possible. And the color of some of my highlights that I currently have in my hair. Because I specifically asked for like The underside of a flamingo. No, like rosé color. Yeah. yeah. Mission accomplished. I'm going to sip this. I'm going to sip too close to the, yeah, the microphone. Um, Get right in there. Do you want me to tell you what I think? Or what do you think? Well, yeah, okay, never mind. You've got your mouth full of wine. Like apple jolly ranchers and sort of like or, or peach sort Ooh. of watermelon strawberry ca- all those ca- sort of can't like yeah but more like not as much fresh fruit as like sort of candy-ish kind of but i actually feel like i wouldn't like this as much if it wasn't fizzy yeah i get yeah that. i agree with that too <clears throat> i get that it's not um uh, I was thinking about last last month's was a bubbly as well and this charmette method it, it makes the bubble seem like as opposed to traditional secondary fermentation in the bottle, um, it give, this gives the Charmant method gives it a little bit more of harsh bubbles, like not quite as soft and smooth as like um, as a say a Cava or a, a French Champagne. But you're never going to get that in this price range anyway, right? So, um, but it does it give it a little bit more of like a, almost a soda pop fizz than um, yeah. than like a, a real sort of you know super serious bubbly. I find it's tasty. I really like it. I like that about it though. I was gonna say like it has that like yeah. fountain pop vibe. Yeah. Like totally, you know, like Coke bubbles are in your nose. It's like that, but I like it because it gives it kind of like a sharper. Yeah, it, totally. And and that does act. That's a good point. It does sort of work well in in counter action, in counter act, counter in counteracting the the sweetness to it as well. Um. So yeah, that's that's a, that's a really good point. But yeah, it's got some nice sort of peachy you know strawberry and sort of sweet apple notes to it and um yeah for uh for 14.99 i think it's a it's a pretty good pretty good value for um sitting on the patio and stuff but for 13.49 i i'm all over this can i get you to drop one more knowledge bomb on us absolutely and this was something that i kept running into when i was because i just toured a bunch of niagara vineyards Mm -hmm. the difference between dry and off dry what does off dry mean Typically, it's um, grams of sugar per residual grams of sugar per liter. Um, dry is usually zero to four, and it's pretty much imperceptible. Imperceptible? You pretty much can't perceive it. I keep making up these words. You pretty much <laughs> cannot perceive it in a wine. Uh, anything above sort of four, five, six to say, I don't know, I think eight to 12 grams per liter so sort of in this four six to 12 grams per liter range um is sort of considered off dry and that would be like um like a gewurztraminer or what is is labeled as a dry riesling it's a relative term in that sense because you know most riesling is considered sweet um so i'm trying to think of a good and and even some yeah like i would consider this off dry but even though well, it's got more grams of residual sugar per liter but it's it it doesn't come across as sort of like very sweet or whatever. So that's, I don't know. It's sort of a, just a sort of for you, for me, I usually just feel out the term kind of, you know, like I would, I considered this, I thought this would actually be a little bit sweeter. So when I, yeah, it's quite dry, which I like. That's how I prefer it. It's quite off dry. Off dry. Yes. That's what I meant. Well, thanks for joining us, Ben. We always love to have you. Oh, my pleasure. And we'll, uh, See you again next month for yet another budget one of the month club pick. Absolutely. I cannot wait. As always, you can find everything that we're working on at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zarati on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Nyarabble on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at bury the lead at winnipegfreepress.com. 
and we will see you next week. Bye.